When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Sunday, fun day, people. Let's get after it. It is week 18, which means lots of bench people playing today because the starters for the teams that are actually good are going to be resting. Unless you're the Cowboys and you risk trying to injure your own players for no apparent reason. You know, the Cowboys last night did something that was so egregiously dumb that somehow they weren't punished for it. And they're still likely to get eliminated in the first round next week. I, I just I just found it hilarious. I, I don't know what momentum you could possibly build beating up on practice squad players, but apparently the Cowboys thought it was a good idea, so Dak threw for five touchdowns yesterday. You know, I was wrong. I, I thought the Cowboys would apply logic, and instead uh, they did the dumbest thing imaginable and got away with it. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's move on to the Sunday uh, games we have here today. And, yeah, just a bunch of ugly matchups, so let's get right down to it. We got Minnesota and Chicago, nothing to play for here, and both coaches are at risk of getting fired after the game. Uh, Matt Nagy, we all know he's not coming back. Mike Zimmer might get fired uh, as early as tomorrow as well. You know, (laughs) the Bears 6-10, the Vikings 7-9. Minnesota's favored by two and a half uh, at home. Realistically, you got Kirk Cousins saying that he didn't need the vaccine, even though he tested positive. I mean, the he would have made the game last week if he had the vaccine. I, it, listen, I'm not even going to get into it. It's just the dumbest thing he possibly could have said after costing his team, even though I still think they would have lost to the Packers last week. Uh, it, it's not as though I think uh, it's not as though I think uh, you would have gotten much difference with Kirk Cousins playing in that Sunday night football game. It's just a dumb thing to say after you are the one who missed the game by not following the protocols that everyone else on the team did primarily and was able to make the game. So whatever. Uh, With that being said, I think all the starters are playing here. And so that means Dalvin cook and Justin Jefferson should be in play. Now, the weather, I mean, let's be honest here. This this game, I don't have as much of a interest in it just because, you know, it's a division game still. They could play each other tough. So I'm not going to go as crazy about trying to jam in these fellas just because it's, it's a, it's a little bit harder to make it work, uh, in my opinion. Um, 
you know, not for nothing, it, you know, we we could try to uh, force it in, but I don't think it's necessary. And just from a practicality standpoint, Justin Jefferson needs, I believe, 144, wait, uh, 128 yards, I think, uh, to break Randy Moss's uh, all, uh, single season record for the Vikings for receiving yards. You know, it's very doable. Don't get me wrong. But the other thing that could kind of hamper him also is the fact that Akeem Hicks is out for the Bears and Dalvin Cook should crush. But I know Mike Zimmer has already gone on record saying he, you know, he doesn't believe in playing rookies. He believes this is a regular season game. He believes rookies playing should be in the preseason. So he's going to treat this like a regular season game and just go all out, even though they have nothing to play for. In his mind, they're going to play hard. That just tells me that Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson should factor in uh, heavily in this game because there's no Thielen. Uh, he should be out again. The Bears, again, are lacking Akeem Hicks. Again, I want folks to understand Saquon Barkley barely got to 100 yards because the uh, the Giants had to run him out there. Dalvin Cook could get to 100 by the end of the first quarter. I want people to understand this. So, again, I- I'm tired of talking about the Giants, and we'll have to get to them later. But uh, it-, it-, it to me, it's pretty... I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, with the Vikings, you can play them on... The bear side, this Vikings defense isn't any good. So, yeah, David Montgomery can get there. Uh, Darnell Mooney, I think, uh, can get there with Dalton behind center. Throwing the ball. I think it's in the dome. There's there's no reason to think that this doesn't uh, have the potential to shoot out if the Vikings do try to go get the score. Because, like, it, the the over-unders have 40, uh, uh, is at 44. It's a low total. I think this goes. This can easily go over. Uh, you know, just being honest, it, it there there's not a lot to like on this slate. So just uh, just kind of bear that in mind, folks. Uh, when we kind of do this from a DFS perspective, uh, there's not a whole lot of options to go to. Uh, so you got to cross off certain games, like this next one: Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cincy benching starters. We already know this. So no Joe Burrow. Everyone's sitting. And on the Cleveland side, Baker finally got his surgery that he should have gotten ages ago. Uh, You know, on the Brown side, you know, the only thing here is, do you play the Browns defense at 2,600 or not? It's the most popular play from the DFS uh, angle um, on DraftKings. On FanDuel, it, you know, pricing-wise, there are options too, but they're they're down at the bottom too. To me... There's nothing else to look at in this game unless you're trying to punt with Harrison Bryant at the tight end spot, uh, because I believe Bryant's at 2,500 on DraftKings. There's nothing else in this game to look at, so we're just gonna move on because again, this is a preseason game. You can try to bet on it if you want, but honestly, who knows what we're gonna get out of uh, the Browns in terms of motivation and and trying to play hard, like. Case Keenum could have saved their season weeks ago, in my opinion. At this point, it's just, you know, everyone's phoning it in. Uh, I just don't see anything in this game. So pass on it from a betting standpoint would pretty much want to avoid it completely from a DFS standpoint. 
because if uh, the Cleveland defense hits, it hits, and you know, folks are gonna have a good time with that chalk defense. I'm gonna try to find a different spot uh, to work with, but just ugly to look at. Next up, Green Bay and Detroit. Yeah, again, another game where starters are gonna be sitting. The 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 Packers should not have anyone really playing in this game. Uh, y- you know, I know. Folks are going to say Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, there, there's some incentives that Devontae Adams could hit uh, in terms of uh, production. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they already got, uh, they already got the, uh, the touchdown mark. I just don't see any, I, I, I just don't see anything uh here where the Packers are going to be playing, um, in my opinion. The the interest for me in this game is on the Lions side. Yes, I, I, I just said it. The interest in this game is on the Lions side. Uh, heaven help us. But this, to me, I think Jared Goff might be my highest on QB today, which is crazy. Uh, but again, preseason, playing back, backups. Jared Goff's got to put out an impression uh, save his job pretty much. Uh, I think the Lions are going to draft the QB in this next year's draft. Uh, it'd be crazy if they don't draft the QB, in my opinion. I think Jared Goff is in a position to try to pull off a Matt Flynn, try to open some eyes that he can get the job done and throw the ball around. I love Amon Ross St. Brown in this matchup because he's 6,800. He kind of gets you off some of the chalkier wide receiver plays because Justin Jefferson's going to be highly owned. You're going to get ownership from a couple of couple of dudes uh, this week. It just in terms of, there's just not that many plays. I mean, all the Arizona Cardinals uh, players are going to be owned. Uh, you know, there's you're not going to be that different playing them. Uh, you're still going to get ownership with uh, some ownership with uh, Cooper Cup even though he's almost 10K. I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves here. There's just not that many spots where you're going to get that much different. And instead of playing the guessing game of who's going to win out between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett um, in in targeting that Arizona-Seattle game, not saying I'm going to avoid the game, but if you know we're only playing a couple of lineups, I would rather that line, main lineup focus on St. Brown because... He's going up against the Packers backups. The Packers already locked things down. I just think that the Browns, you know, I just think that the Lions are going to put up a decent enough fight and put up points on the Packers defense. The Packers, you know, they're they're going to, uh, they're going to be up in this game. I just look at it from the standpoint of you're they're going to start uh they're still they're they're going to start peeling back folks regardless because you know yes uh, is there a chance the Packers could lose this game and this game ends up being competitive and this game ended up being competitive St. Brown is going to be the reason why this game's competitive and they crush so to me it's a no brainer I I just think that one way or the other if it's one way traffic with the Packers you're going to get the garbage time points with St. Brown and golf. If it's actually competitive, golf and St. Brown are going to be the reasons why uh, this game is actually closing. 
really more on the St. Brown side, but golf is so cheap at 5,400. Uh, it, it still allows you to fit in uh, the Justin Jefferson to the world, uh, uh, you, the Jonathan Taylor to the world. I'm not necessarily on the Cooper Cup train, but, you know, again, you could fit them in when you're playing a Jared Goff. And that's where, you know, when you're kind of looking at things, you got to try to find some way of being different. And people are not, mo- the public is not going to be playing the Lions. Let, let, let's just be honest with ourselves here. No one, no one would trust a team as bad as the Lions. But that's just it. Uh, Jared Goff is going to get less ownership uh, at the QB spot than most players, and I I think that's I, I think that's a I think that's a mistake. And you know, if for some reason we don't get golf and it's a, a Tim Boyle game again, okay, he. He he'll be, he'll be worse, but he'll still he'll he'll be even cheaper, and you can fit in. Uh, so to me, I Jared Goff not making it in is not going to be enough to get me off of this because there's just that not that many options of quality quarterbacks who are going to play long enough to justify. And yes, I know folks are going to play Josh Allen. We'll we'll get to that game, but from my standpoint is. They're going to get up on the Jets and then kind of uh, uh, pull up uh, by the, uh, by the end of the third quarter. And at the price tag, but we'll get to that spot. So, like I said, I'm not going too crazy over some of these uh, uh, games here. And we're going to have to dump, dumpster dive in a way uh, that we normally wouldn't want to do uh, in some of these matchups. Next up, Indy. Uh, traveling to Jacksonville to play the Jags. So Colts need to win this game to uh, secure their playoff spot. So that means Jonathan Taylor is going to get the rock. Uh, you know, does that mean Jonathan Taylor is going to run for the 266 yards to get to 2000 that people have been talking up? No, but at 9,300, I think Jonathan Taylor is a far better play than Cooper cup is this week. I, you know, I'm struggling to to understand why folks think the Rams are going to. Yes, could the Rams get a worse playoff spot by losing to the 49ers? Certainly. But I don't think the Rams are really. I mean, they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play people regardless. I, I don't I don't think this is the. This is the end-all, be-all spot for the Rams to like plant their flag. Yes, for the division, yeah, but you don't get the buy anymore. It, to me, it doesn't make as much sense for some of these teams when you know you have to play next week now, and you're not going in uh, for everything else uh, to, tr- to to spend it on a very physical divisional game. Uh, again, the, the Cowboys just. <laughs> That that was mind boggling. I I mean, if some of these teams uh, uh, do it, and they maybe 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 NFL teams have uh, have thought about it, but it's like it's a longer season than ever before. You're more likely to get injured. I, I just think teams should be uh, 
more conscientious of uh, the wear and tear on their guys and be fresh. I, I think the Cowboys are a terrible play next week. <laughs> like, I, I think that was just the worst way they could have gone about it, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so in my opinion, uh, when you kind of look at uh, this Jacksonville game, I mean, what's the run back? Marvin Jones needs uh, four catches to hit a $250,000 performance bonus. So you can do a run back there. But to me, I am playing Jonathan Taylor 9,300. If I'm not playing Jonathan Taylor, I'm probably more than likely going to have Michael Pittman in my lineup. Uh, and I think both on DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, 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 jo- uh, Jonathan Pittman should be in your line. I mean, uh, Michael Pittman should be in your lineups if you don't play Jonathan Taylor, because the Colts are projected for 30 points. They got to get there somewhere uh, against the Jags uh, defense. To me, uh, Pittman works uh, with FanDuel because you don't get as much separation from some of the other top wide receiver plays like Jefferson and Cup uh, versus Pittman because of the fact that uh, Pittman's not going to get as many receptions. But Pittman is a red zone target. So at 6,600 on FanDuel, to me, uh, I think it's it's uh, pretty much going to be, um, I, I I look at it as, as a case where uh, Pittman makes a ton of sense on both sides, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I honestly think that uh, on both sides, it, it's 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 one where I think uh, because the uh, and the player prop for the anytime TD is uh, is plus one one forty six. That's pretty good uh, to be honest. Uh, for uh, a total wide receiver plays because you know there's not a ton of guys that are gonna be that close. It's it's pretty much the same prop as Deontay Johnson, who is more expensive on both sides. Than Michael Pittman. I, I'm just saying, you know, some of these pricier wide receiver plays, their props are not that much better than uh, than Michael Pittman. So take from that what you will. But the Colts need to win this game. Not that much in terms of a run back on the Jags. Um, yeah, could you play Dario Bungawale if you don't want to play Marvin Jones? I guess, but. You don't really need to, in, in my opinion. There's enough value on this slate uh, with so many guys being out. Um, another game I'm crossing off, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Ugly weather in the forecast at uh, Baltimore. Yeah, could the Steelers win this game? They won the swan song uh, for Big Ben Monday night. Uh, you know They're guaranteed to be at least 500. Uh, could the Steelers still make the playoffs if the Colts lose? Yes. But... They'll know the score of the Colts game as as they're playing. I'm not banking on that. I just think this is an ugly game. They hate each other. They're going to play hard. Um, I my only play from this game would be Ray Ray McLeod because he's 3800 on DraftKings. Um, the Fanduel pricing uh was uh I believe he was uh. I had this here. Ray Ray.
Yeah, Ray Ray was 4,900 on FanDuel. Not bad, to be honest. I, I think the, the, the issue on FanDuel, though, with Ray Ray McLeod is you need him to get multiple catches, and on FanDuel, you need him to get in the end zone. It's not as clean of a play to do it on FanDuel because it's softer price. To me, it's a softer pricing with FanDuel this week um, than DraftKings. Um, his touchdown prop for Ray McLeod was plus uh, 333, so it's like a long shot to kind of get in there. I, I I wouldn't necessarily do it on FanDuel, but DraftKings, yeah, I, I could I could live with a Ray Ray McLeod uh, type play. But yeah, it's it's not a whole lot. So let's let's get uh, keep moving because uh, although Baltimore's favored, you know, it's like they're favored by five points. Would I bet the Steelers plus five as the dog? Ugh. Not really, not not really interested. Uh, Tennessee traveling to Houston. Okay, so this one that's uh, gets interesting. Tennessee locks down the number one seed in the AFC with a win. Houston, you know, fi- uh, finishing out the season. Uh, everyone's been talking up Dante Foreman and his revenge narrative. He used to play for the Texans. I don't really understand how you can have a revenge narrative just because it's his old team. Uh, Dante Foreman could have been cut so many different ways and kept getting brought back by the Texans. I mean, they obviously liked him. It's just, you know, his contract eventually ran out. I, I don't, I don't necessarily see the narrative that other folks are seeing here where, because it's his old team that there's going to be bad blood that he's going for. I, I just think that's kind of nonsense. Um, to me, this is a price play. He's 5,700 on DraftKings, and he's 6,900 on FanDuel. Both too cheap. Uh, the Titans should be up in this game, and then they're going to run the ball out. Uh, you know, no, Derrick Henry was not activated, so th- there's no worry about Derrick Henry being back for this final game to uh, destroy the, the, uh, the Texans. Uh, uh, I mean, there's just, to me, you play Dante Foreman, yeah, we know so many guys have gotten hurt this year when we say the lock it's a lock play. This isn't a lock play. It's just this is a high floor play. You know, cash game builds are going to have Dante Foreman all over the place. To me, there's there's not really much for reason to get off of Dante Foreman. Um and then, you know, in terms of the other pieces, you like Brandon Cooks on the run back for the Texans. Uh yes, he has some uh Performance bonuses that he can get to as well uh, with uh, uh, catches. Uh, people were talking up Rex Burkhead because he needs 100 yards to get 120K bonus. I mean, could get in garbage time. I don't think he gets it normally in a, stri- uh, in a standard script today against the Titans. So, yeah, I, I mean... To me, the the play here is, can the Texans cover? If the Texans cover and and, and keep this to uh, a single-digit loss, this is a print spot in terms of salary, because it means Cooks or Burkhead got there. Uh, you also have Brevin Jordan as a punt at 2,700 at the tight end spot. It means the Texans put up points. Uh, this uh, 
total was at 43. Again, there were low totals throughout this week uh, that I think where you can get yourself different is if you're playing some of the Texans, if you're playing the Lions, that's how you're going to be different off of folks who are just jamming in uh, uh, the Jeffersons and the Jonathan Taylors of the world. There are ways of getting different on a, on this slate. You just have to play some teams you don't necessarily like to play. <coughs> Next up, <coughs> we got my lowly Giants uh, hosting the Washington football team. Uh, Washington favored by a touchdown. Uh, or well, oh the the Lions at six and a half. Uh, scratch that. So just shy of a touchdown. Listen, Giants are terrible. Jake Fromm is in at QB because Mike Lennon has to get wrist surgery. Jake Fromm is worse than Mike Lennon. That's all you need to know. This Giants team is terrible. I've talked about this at length. It's abject disaster doesn't begin to cover this team and the organization as a whole. That being said, Washington, not that much uh, better either, but... You can play the Washington defense at 3,100. I don't think the Giants are scoring 10 points in this game. I I don't see how the Giants are scoring 10 points in this game. Just being honest, this over is at 38. I don't see how the Giants are scoring 10 points in this game. Someone has to explain to me how the Giants are scoring 38 in this game uh, or, or going to score enough to get to 38 because I don't see Washington being good enough to score 28. I think the, the under is in play here. Because I think both of these teams are terrible. I, I just don't... Like, Washington has underachieved while being an average team. The Giants are just awful for a number of ways, and I, I, they're not well coached. No matter how many times Joe Judge says they're, uh, they're, they're holding guys accountable and they're, they're coaching them up. They're, they're, they're probably the worst coaching staff in the NFL. Top to bottom. That being said, uh, do I really want to aggressively bet this game? No, not really. But I think the under is in play here. I don't see how the Giants scored more than 10 points in this game. I'm really struggling. We talked about the Giants scoring 15 points a game. If the Giants are scoring 15 a game and the overrun is 30, like you're you're expecting Washington to come in above their average when they only average – they're they're averaging under twenty points per game. I'm not. I don't understand this over under total. I really don't understand this total. Uh, so again, uh, be taking the under here. I'll play the Washington defense. You could play Antonio Gibson uh, on DraftKings because uh, he should get uh, some passing game work uh, from Taylor Heineke, uh, who's uh, who's getting the the start. Uh, but uh, I like Gibson. Over the Pats uh, running back situation, to me, I don't think Gibson's getting enough ownership on DraftKings. Uh, I know people are going to be on Foreman. I have no problem with the Foreman play, but I do like Gibson over guys like Devin Singletary and Ramondre Stevenson and Sony Michelle, all of whom are pricier uh, than uh, Gibson and are coming in at a higher projected ownership. I I don't really get why i mean maybe i could justify eli mitchell but again i i i think gibson is in a spot here where 
you know, again, the Giants are missing multiple tackles. Dexter Lawrence is out. Uh, it's well, we we don't know officially yet, but it, the the word seemed to be that Dexter Lawrence was leaning towards being out. Um, and you know, Leonard Williams obviously is already done for the year. I just see so many issues with the Giants, uh, not having the bodies on the defensive line that Gibson should have a good game and is still getting pass catching work. I listen, this is hopeful. The, the best thing I can say about this game is that it will be over soon enough and, and the giant season will finally be over. Just br- brutal, just brutal. Ugh. All right. That gets us to the four o'clock window. Um, all the games are at four twenty-five, obviously because they're waiting for the results of the one o'clock games just for the playoff implications. So you got Tampa and Carolina Brady in the pat. I mean, jeez, oh, I'm so used to saying Brady in the past. It's still not the same. Brady and the bucks should roll here. Tampa minus eight. I, I think they cover this one pretty easily. The Carolina quarterbacking situation, the way to beat Tampa is throwing the ball. Does anyone trust Sam Darnold to throw the ball consistently where he's not going to turn it over? Tampa's defense forces turnovers. I, I don't like trying to pick uh, pick on a Tampa second, uh, the Tampa secondary when I have issues with the quarterback trying to throw the ball on the Tampa Like, Sam Darnold could smash the slate. To be honest, he can smash the slate with DJ Moore. I won't be on it because I, Sam Darnold has shown that he is a backup QB in this league, and I, I'm surprised because I thought a lot of it was on Adam Gase, but maybe, uh, maybe Gase did ruin him. But Sam Darnold has done himself no favors this year, even before he got hurt. It it is what it is. Uh, but I don't, I don't have a particular feel for the pieces in this Tampa game because I think. They pull the starters by halftime. I think they are up enough. This this over unders at forty one. I think Tampa's up by two to three scores by halftime, and you know they'll play a series or two in the third quarter, but not not really going to like pile on the points, but just uh, to milk the clock. Yes, could Brady try to uh, uh, steal the MVP uh, and lock down the MVP by? Uh, being uh, because in the passer rating, uh, he's currently ranked eighth. Uh, he's he's uh, not in the top uh, five for completion percentage, so he could get that if he just keeps uh, piling on uh, completions today. But doesn't make any sense. Gronk has performance bonuses that people have been tying into, but. You know, if he gets seven catches, he gets 500K. If he gets 85 yards, he gets 500K, uh, another 500K. And then if he gets three touchdowns, that's another 500K. Brady can write Gronk a check. Uh, I can't see the Gronk performance incentives being uh, the driver for playing Gronk today at his price tag. Gronk is not cheap, folks. Uh, it's, It's pricey to get to Gronk. I I mean it, it's 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 not as though Gronk he's sixty three hundred on DraftKings. You actually have to get the touchdown with Gronk to make it work. And yeah, Tampa doesn't have that many dudes to throw to, but Brady still finds ways to spread the ball around. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn to me is the same play as Gronk. 
there's no running back for Tampa because you 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 don't have uh Ronald Jones. So you can play Keyshawn Vaughn for a thousand less on DraftKings. And to me, that's a far safer play than this Gronk. I mean, that's me personally. I know some folks may disagree with that uh, industry-wide, but I don't see the need. John Bates, if if we're going back to the uh, Washington game for uh, against the Giants, John Bates, to me, is the exact same play as Gronk for 3K less because the Giants are not good at defending the tight end. and you can get you can get touchdown equity with uh Bates in the red zone against the Giants. I don't see the point in paying up for Gronk because he's 6300 on DraftKings, he's 6900 uh he's 6300 on DraftKings, he's 7400 on FanDuel. Meanwhile, you can get Bates for 3k on DraftKings and 4600 on FanDuel. To me, it's the. I think it's it's pretty much the same play. I people are expecting Gronk to score a TD here today. Uh, in terms of his prop, his touchdown prop, he's minus one hundred six to score a touchdown today. I we haven't seen uh, the Bucks prioritize Gronk in the red zone. Cameron Bray, to me, again, same thing as, as I'm talking about with John Bates. Like Cameron Bray is. The, the same uh, uh, chance of getting the, uh, in the red zone as Gronk and Cameron Brait's uh, touchdown prop is plus 400. Gronk's minus 100. Brady likes targeting both tight ends in the red zone. He's targeted Brait just as much as Gronk this year in the red zone. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get the, the Gronk narrative today. I, I was like, I love Gronk, but you can't tell me that, uh, Gronk is that much more likely to score a TD than Cameron Braid or OJ Howard in the red zone. Like Brady is spreading the ball around. He's he's not locking in just to get Gronk uh, the red zone work. Uh, it, it, that's just not been the case this year. It's just not. So why would today be that much different just because it's the final day of the regular season? It, it doesn't make sense. So take from that what you will. New England. Uh, with still a chance to win the AFC East, playing the Dolphins, uh, you know, Dolphins eliminated uh, from the playoff race, uh, basically, uh, if Indy wins. Uh, Dolphins need, need a ton of help uh, to make the playoffs, and they still have to beat the Pats. You know, I think New England wins this game. This game should be pretty ugly. I don't have the interest in playing the Pats that others do with playing the Pats run game. I don't trust Mac Jones. I don't trust Tua against Bill Belichick. This is a cross-off game for me from a DFS standpoint. I don't have a single play that I actually like in this game that I would trust playing in any of my lineups. And then as far as the uh, line, I think Miami plus seven is the play here. I don't see the Pats being able to hang a touchdown a plus uh, on the Dolphins uh, for a win. So I, I would just take the Dolphins or just tease this game down with some other place uh, today. Uh, so like you could tease, you could tease it down with, uh, uh, with that Miami game. You could tease this one down 
well, with like New Orleans or a couple other uh, spots here. I just don't, I don't see the need to uh, f- uh, force, uh, uh, force it with somebody's place. Uh, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense in my opinion. I, I think uh, Miami plays hard and makes it ugly. So, you know, there's not much of a need to try to force, uh, uh, to try to force uh, the week eighteen plays, uh, I I just don't, I don't see it. I I just don't see, uh, kind of go going into uh, the slate today to uh, kind of force uh, uh, f- force uh, force an error that doesn't make any sense. So, uh, let's see what else do we have for these four o'clock games: New Orleans and Atlanta. Only interested in this game from a DFS perspective. Uh, New Orleans favored by four points. Who knows what we're going to get with these teams. I do like the pricing on Taysom Hill. He's 6,200. If you not, if you don't feel comfortable playing Jared Goff, you can uh, pay for Taysom. It's a spot where both he and Alvin Kamara could work well together in because Atlanta, you're going to give them uh, yards on the ground. You can scramble. You can throw on them. I think the run back that makes the most sense here is Russell Gage being in the slot. Um, Kyle Pitts is already nicked up as it is, so I don't see the need to for Atlanta to throw out Pitts uh, when he's already banged up this year. And effectively they haven't used them all that well either so i just think that this game lends more towards pits uh, i mean uh lends more towards russell gage being used in the slot against the saints Lattimore should not be covering him i i just think that uh it makes more sense to kind of go uh in that direction uh jets and buffalo uh jets should get smoked here but We've seen this spot before where the Bills, they should smoke a team, and they don't. Everyone, A lot of people are on Josh Allen, and rightfully so. You could throw on this Jets secondary. This is the same spot as the Bucks were in last week. This Jets secondary is terrible. Stefan Diggs can have a monster day, and he, uh, he still has some incentives uh, that he can get. He, if he gets six catches, he has a near $700,000 bonus coming his way. If he gets 230 yards, he, he gets another, yeah, so I think the bonus was 658000 Um, So two separate bonuses, 658000 for six receptions, 658000 for 230-plus yards. Um, the six catches, I think, is very doable. Uh, the 230-plus yards, not as much, but this Jet secondary is bad enough that if you want to prioritize uh, – Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs today. It's not the craziest thing in the world to go for that narrative. Um, on the Jets side, uh, you know, you could still go back to Braxton Berrios. Uh, the Jets have prioritized using him. Berrios is still, I mean, it's not a crazy price. Oh, yeah, actually, wait a second. Oh, they did rule out Berrios. Oh, my mistake. So technically, this actually goes back to the old uh, formula for the Jets. When they get blown out, play Jameson Crowder because Crowder's supposed to be back today. Uh, 
he's actually cheap price cheaper than Barrios would have been uh, Barrios before 900 when I was looking at him during the week uh Crowder's coming in at 4600 so yeah I you know I don't see much else that you would play on the Jets side of things uh to be perfectly honest uh, they've seemed to have moved on from Denzel Mims uh, I just don't see anything else that you would uh want to uh mess around with uh today to be perfectly honest so um yeah let's keep moving uh we've got the rams hosting the 49ers the niners can still make the playoffs they're playing for it uh you know to me this comes down to do you want to pay up for cooper cup i i don't but if you want to play cooper cup to me the way to go about it is you play jimmy g who's a lot cheaper than stafford uh pricing wise and then you can play george kittle as a run back i i I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world that George Kittle goes off today if Cooper Cup has a big day. Because you need the 49ers to actually make this more of a shootout. If this comes becomes more of a grinded-out punt fest where both teams are running the ball, the over-unders have 44. This game could hit the under if both teams are running the ball effectively and just shortening the possessions. I don't, I don't necessarily see uh, that many routes for cup to hit value. In my opinion, that's why I like JT a lot, uh, so much more than uh, Cooper cup today. I just think the Niners are going to run with Eli Mitchell, take the ball out of Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G's hands. And then you're not going to get as much time for Cooper cup to hit value. At his price tag. I, I just think it's a harder sell. But, I mean, other DFS plays, you know, the Rams spread it out enough where it just makes it a hard sell. I, You know, Eli Mitchell certainly in play at the running back spot, uh, but you have Dante Foreman uh, in, in the mix there. It, I already let you know my my feelings on... Uh, the the pricing uh, the pricing situation for uh, uh Gibson I, I like Gibson more than Mitchell but you know it's not the craziest thing in the world but uh yeah I just think this game plays slower than people are letting on and then finally we got Arizona and Seattle uh you know again Arizona try to hold off uh, the Rams uh, for the division title so they got to beat Seattle. And what is likely Russell Wilson's last game uh, for the Seahawks, if these trade rumors are to be believed, who knows? But it's the highest total on the game on the slate at forty-eight. All the wide receivers for Arizona are in play today, so uh, you know if they're healthy enough to play. Uh, if you get if you get the all clear Rondell Moore, everyone is in play today uh, for the Arizona wide receiver core. Between Kirk, Green, Rondale Moore, Antoine Wesley. They're all in play. Zach Ertz also in play. You can mix and match. The problem I have is on the Seattle side. Because we've seen the Seattle side falter numerous times when it comes to Bill. They got there last week because the Lions defense basically was a no-show for that game. and. That's why I think the Falcons, I mean, the Packers pound the Lions early, pull their starters, 
and then you get all the run back with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, and getting garbage time points. So that's why, again, I like the Green Bay and Detroit game uh, for a completely different reason. But for the Seattle team, the, the, that was the first time they got there with the passing game all year. Why am I chasing that game last week with uh, DK Metcalf? And it was just DK. Lockett did not get there. And it's been the story where one guy gets here, the other guy doesn't. I would rather play Rashad Penny and just live with the consequences. Yeah, well, in afternoon-only slates, will I play Seattle? Yes. But I'm not chasing that on a 15-game, on on a slate this large. There's just too many games. There's too many games here where we've got, we, we've got other teams, and yes, we've crossed off a number of games, but there are other spots with stud players that we can make it work. I mean, 13 games, and we, we have to force ourselves into playing the last game, kicking off uh, with the highest. So I I just think this this game is so chalky at this point. You, you don't need to force it. You don't need to force it uh, because we have other spots to chase. and. People will make James Conner a thing because there's no Chase Edmonds today because of injuries. Surprise, surprise. Uh, just two guys who cannot stay healthy. I more than likely, I just, I don't trust James Conner staying healthy, staying healthy throughout. I, I would even say you could play, you know, Benjamin as a punt and bank on James Conner being banged up at some point in the game. Uh, if we can't play Chase Edmonds, uh, just, uh, I mean, with Chase Edmonds being ruled out, just have like one punt lineup where you have Eno Benjamin banking on uh, James Conner getting nicked up during the course of the game and it, uh, going down. Uh, and you have 4K there. I, again, you can game stack it in a number of different ways. I just don't think James Conner should be part of your game stack. I mean, you can try to game stack and enforce DK Metcalf and lock it in there together. I think that's a mistake. I, I think you you can pick one of them, play Russ, play some Arizona guys, so like Ertz and Kirk. Uh, but I I think you can game stack a different way. And then uh, you know, if you really want to punt one lineup, you can punt lineup uh, a lineup or two with Eno you know, Benjamin if you're doing. Um, like 50 lineups or so. I'm not doing it 50 lineups today, I don't think, just because, to me, there's just so much randomness with this and so many adjustments we're probably going to have to make due to injury news if we get uh, news that breaks a certain way that it's just not worth it. So, you know, pretty, pretty much laid out the slate uh, where I'm wanting to target. I, I want to go after this Green Bay game. I want to go after this Vikings uh, Chicago game. I don't have as much interest in Seattle, Arizona as other people do. That's just me. I think you can pick on the Giants offense of woes and just play Washington's defense. I'm I'm not trying to get too crazy and reinvent the wheel here. I, I think, you know, there's a clear enough example of who is outright terrible, who quit weeks ago, and then we kind of pick on those spots. And call it a day. Um, you know, if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It, you know, it, not much else you can control about it. But uh, let's uh, try to finish the season off strong here and then get ready for the postseason. So 
that's going to do it for me. Uh, good luck to all of you today. And until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.